Welcome to the Not All Love and Light podcast. I'm your host, Romy Moreno, and today we have Tressa Rivera. She's a hypnotherapist and human design analyst. Welcome, Tressa, to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm really excited to have you. I am so intrigued by human design. I don't know much about it. I know that I'm a generator and I know some things about it, but not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that's kind of blowing up where everybody is finding value in it, but not a lot of people really know a lot about it. Well, the little things that I've learned about being a generator, like listening to your responses. And what I'm doing is needing to know options. Like for, for example, somebody asked me if I wanted to go to dinner and I said, yes, give me some options instead of making me decide. And she's like, okay. And she gave me some options and it was great. So things like that is making my life better, but I know there's so much more that I could know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And there is. And at the same time, it's one of those systems where it's deeply intricate and complicated. And at the other side, it's deeply simple. It's very, very simple at the same time. And the simplicity of human design essentially says that you have a mind that wants to be in control of your body. And you have a body that has innate wisdom and intelligence that is always speaking to you all day, every day, telling you what's correct for you, telling you what you should eat, how you should sleep, what you should do, what you should commit to. And essentially the mind wants to control the body. In a lot of ways, the mind treats the body like it's slave. The body says, I'm tired. And the mind says, you can't be tired. You've got to go to work, right? And the body says, I'm hungry. And the mind says, you can't eat that. I read a book and it said carbs are bad, so you can't eat that, right? And and in this amazing wisdom of, of the larger part of the energy which resides in the body is ignored and sloughed off by a mind that's been conditioned by society to think that it knows what's best for it, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so as a generator, the way that your body speaks to you is through your own responses, And when somebody gives you options, your responses feel like a, mm, like a tightening mm, 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 or an expansion. Uh, Yeah. uh Yeah. And it's like this type of energy, this type of movement. And every time you hear an option, your body is going to say, I have the energy for that, or I don't want to do that. I don't have the energy for it. Don't say yes. And so then there's a discrepancy where the mind, the body will say, no, I don't want to do that. And the mind will come in and be like, well, we should do it because, right? Right. I don't want to feel guilty. I don't want to be selfish. Like all of these crazy reasons that the mind ignores the wisdom of the body. And then the body gets sick. The body gets tired. The body gets frustrated. And then we wonder why our lives are so miserable. (laughs) Let me ask you a question because with, like I said, I don't know much about this, but for me, when I look at my human design, it says sacral. So how do you, how do I know when it's the sacral or my intuition or it's my body? Like, it's so confusing to me. Right, right. Now, the cool thing about human design is that it's literally this roadmap into each individual person. The first thing that you see is your strategy and your authority. Every single person has a different strategy and authority. It might be the same as another person, right? But not all of us are the same, right? We're very unique. Now, the strategy is like your game plan. Like, what are you going to do? 
you, you found human design, what are you going to do? And your authority, that's your guidance system. That is the inner guidance. That is the aspect of your body that you can always turn to, to tell you what's correct or not. A person like you with a sacral authority, that is the feeling. It's right below your navel. It's the, the sacral center is our life force. It's our vitality. It's our energy. It's where we make babies, right? It's literally the life force. And when something is good for you, the energy and the life force will constrict and the movement will constrict in the sacral center. So you can actually put your hand down below your navel and really feel, right? You're going through options. You're responding to things. And you'll feel a relaxation. Uh, um, and as it comes out of the body, it'll make a sound. We call these guttural sounds. So a lot of times in a manifesting generator, it could sound like a, yeah, no, yes, right, no. Yes. No, I don't know. I don't know. Right. In a pure generator, it'll come out more like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, have you ever met people like that? I say absolutely not a lot. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yep. Yep. It, the, the, depending on if you're a generator, a manifesting generator is going to come out of your throat a little bit different. But the thing to be aware of, because most generator types, generators, manifesting generators, they're unaware of how they're responding. They have, they were never taught that as a kid that it's important to connect with their responses. So they just ignore it. And then people around you, like I can talk to a generator, manifesting generator, and I'll hear your body. I'll hear you're absolutely not. And it's something then two seconds later, you might end up saying yes to. Because a lot of times there is that complete, my body is saying one thing, but my mind thinks it's going to get something out of compromising the energy that I have or don't have to get for it. Right. right. It all gets very convoluted with guilt and shame and resentment and um, what we think we owe to other people, what we think that we're worth. How much can I do? My worth, my worth is dependent upon what I can do for other people. A lot of people get stuck in that cycle and then they'll commit their energy to things that they don't want to do so that other people will like them. Yeah, I see it a lot. And you know, different types have different strategies and different authorities. And so you get a really kind of big mixed bag. Uh, the advice for you, this idea of the sacral authority and responding, that is completely opposite for somebody like me. Uh, that my body does not operate in that way. And I cannot make decisions based upon that because I don't have a sacral authority, right? And so it's so important for people to understand that, that we are not homogenized. We are not the same. We do not all need eight hours of sleep and three meals a day. And we do not all need to function. We don't all need to respond. We need to figure out what our own unique design is and learn how to honor it and follow our own strategy and authority to become our own unique self. So going into your human design, you could even know like how much sleep you should get, how many meals you should eat, all of that. Now, when it comes to the sleep strategy and the food strategy, human design will give you, there's something that is in like advanced human design, which is called primary health system, which will literally tell you not what to eat, but how you should eat. And when it comes to sleep strategy, I know somebody like you as a generator type, 
you need less sleep than a projector or a reflector or even a manifester, right? And so it doesn't necessarily tell you specifically, you know, the specifics, all of that. But when you're deeply connected with your own body, your body tells you, I'm done. No more energy. It's time to go to sleep. Right. And if you're not letting your mind trick you into staying awake or do things you don't want to do, all of a sudden you have this unique guidance inside that says, this is exactly how much sleep you need on this day. This is exactly how much food you need because you're intuitively aligned with your own body. Yes. It's really funny that we're doing this podcast today because for the last week, like I've decided to quit dieting and restricting and everything and focus more on intuitive eating. It's brilliant. That's absolutely beautiful. It's it's funny and it's it feels in alignment and I haven't felt better than I have been in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's very much in alignment with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, and and so before I uh, stepped into human design and hypnotherapy, I was a you know certified personal trainer. I was a certified health coach, and I did a lot of weight loss stuff and a lot of exercise, physical movement stuff with people. And what I know about the physical body is that as a generator type, you're designed to have a massive amount of energy, you know, like a little kid and you're just buzzing and you're working. Well, what does that mean? It means your metabolism is running at a high, fast rate. And when you start to bring in ideas of restriction, when you start to do things that you don't want to do, you restrict the sacral energy. You restrict that combustion. And what does that do? Well, it slows everything down. It slows everything down. It slows the metabolism down. It slows the body down. It slows the energy down. So when people start, especially for generator types, when they start to intuitively eat again and they stopped restricting, you allow the flow of energy, which allows everything in the body to speed up and metabolize the way that it's supposed to do. Enzymes are allowed to flow. Blood is allowed to flow, right? And we see magic. We see magic. We see bodies turning into the shapes and size that that is best suited for them and healthy for them. You know, that's. I think it's really cool. I just got my intuition just told me to give this a try, and I wouldn't restrict foods like in amounts. It was just certain food groups I would eat more like a paleo diet because mm-hmm. certain foods would bloat me. But I do enjoy eating like legumes and stuff like that. So now I'm just incorporating like more probiotics and stuff into my diet so it could help with the bloating and not restricting and just intuitively eating what I want and stopping when I'm full. And if I'm hungry and I've been like, it's too late or it's too early or whatever, you know, and just doing that. Yeah. And it's so brilliant. And it really is going uh, worth checking out Uh, there's a lot of different apps and a lot of different sites that you can just look at your eating strategy. So for example, I am a nighttime eater. Now, everything that I've learned about fitness and weight loss and personal training says that you are not supposed to eat at night, that your metabolism doesn't run. But my entire life, I hate breakfast. I don't even like lunch. I don't even get hungry. 
for a snack until around three. But by the time the sun goes down, I'm starving and I will eat two or three meals from the time the sun goes down to the time I go to sleep. And that's correct for my body. There are people out there that are only daytime eaters. There are people out there that are designed to only eat hot foods, people out there that are only designed to eat cold foods, people out there that are only designed to eat one food at a time. And so it's really important to, to kind of sit with the idea of how am I supposed to eat and then find the food groups that align with your intuition. And you know, when, when, when you're intuitively eating and you see that food and you're about to put it into your body, your body has a response. Your body's going to be like, uh-huh, yeah, I'm hungry for this. This right? Or right. your body's going to be like, oh. Uh, yeah. This morning, like this morning, I was like, what do I feel like eating? And I was like, I think I just want like a uh, English muffin with some raspberry jam on it. So I made that myself. The minute I started eating, I was like, no, I think I want some like turkey slices and cheese on it. And then I toasted it. And I'm like, this is so good. I'm so glad. That <laughs> yes, so you yeah. listened that your yeah. body said, I need a little protein with yeah. this and you listen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a brilliant example for your listeners of what intuitive meat eating really means. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like in the moment, listening to what the body is telling you. Yeah. And it's like breaking that pattern of when you're a little kid and your parents saying, eat everything that's on your plate, eat everything, that, finish everything that's on your plate. And that's like the pattern and like that we're trying to break that I need to finish everything that's on my plate. Like even if there's five raviolis, I could literally save that for later and eat it as a snack whenever I get hungry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the other side of human design that I love is now raising our kids and their design. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. That is something I think about all the time. If And and we see in our kids how some days they're super duper hungry and then some days they're not hungry at all because their bodies ebb and flow as they're as they grow, their metabolism and flow, everything. I never, right? Just be simply because I know this. I never force my kids to eat anything they do not want to eat. Yeah. Because I trust that they're in alignment with the wisdom of their body. Their minds are not making anything up. They don't even have an analytical mind before the age of seven, right? They're just purely subconscious. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a huge piece of conditioning that so many people are trying to get through. Yeah. All we're responsible is providing the food that we buy and they eat it. So if we provide healthy options, that that's what they're going to eat. If we provide all the junk, that's what they're going to eat. So they'll eat when they're hungry and they'll stop when they're not. That's right. That's that's absolutely right. And even the concept of healthy and not healthy, my husband, his eating regimen is all around single foods at a time. And my husband naturally craves meats. Like he is an absolute carnivore. He doesn't really crave a lot of vegetables or a lot of fruits. And for me as a like as a personal trainer, as a health coach, I've been for years, I've been like, that's not healthy. You need fiber, you need, right? And it's not until very recently that we're starting to realize that actually the pure carnivore diet is correct for some people and they are getting enough vitamins and minerals and nutrients from that diet, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not right for me. (laughs) Because everybody is different. I'm also a personal trainer too. So I feel you, I, I get you. 100% 100% on, on everything yeah. that you're saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, and it's and it's interesting 
depending on, you know, uh, where you got your training, where you got your certificate, what gym you're training at, all of those different things, you'll have a trainer that's giving dietary advice to every single client in exactly the same way. Mm. And that's, that's detrimental. That's extremely detrimental because it might work for that person might work for that trainer. You see what I'm saying, but how the hell do we know what's right for our clients? That's how we're taught, right? That's how we're taught. That's how then the certification, they don't teach you. Oh, based on different body types, based on, it's just textbook. That's textbook. It it is. This is how the body runs period. It's not how everybody runs. It's just, we did a test and this is the average and this is what will work for everybody. And it, and it's really crap. And it's really important for everybody to understand that the health professionals out there are all doing this. They're not looking at your unique physique. They're not looking at your unique, right? Mm-hmm. They're all doing that. Exactly. Yeah. And I love how we got into this, <laughs> but, um, can you go um, and explain what are all the different types of human design? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, human design is really all about the body. So it's not like Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. It is not like Enneagram. It's not even like astrology while it's based off of astrology. It is different than any other typing system because it it literally talks about your genetics. Mm-hmm what makes up your actual physical body. And so there really is, there's about, there's five different types, but there's really only four because one of the types are kind of split off into one, into two different groups. And when we're looking at different types, because this is about the body, let's look at vehicles. The body is a vehicle. That's all it is, right? And it's almost like having different modeled vehicles out there. Some of us are trucks and some of us are race cars and some of us are, you know, electric vehicles. It's like we have these essentially four different types of vehicles that we're all driving in, in these bodies. And so when we're looking at uh, type, we have generators and manifesting generators. Both are generator types. Now, what makes a generator a generator is your energy system. It's the energy system. You have this V12 engine in your body. And when a generator or a manifesting generator is doing something that they want to do, that they love to do, that they can commit to, man, you guys just run for days. You're like the Energizer Bunny. You just go, 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 get it done, get it done. And the whole purpose and function is to build our planet. It's to become masters. It's to evolve in a craft that you just really want to do that really lights you up. And you get better at it and you achieve the next layer and you build and you grow. And the world would not be the world without generator types. They are literally the only thing that keeps the world running and moving and going, right? It's the energy of the planet. And when we're looking at the physical body, the difference between types is the difference between aura. Now, when I say that word, there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, this is woo woo, aura. Mm-hmm. Well, what the aura means as a personal trainer, right? The body runs off of electricity. Every muscle fiber fires with an electrical impulse. The brain, the neurons in the brain are firing off of electrical impulse. We need magnesium. We need sodium. We need potassium. We have electricity in our body. Our heart is a magnet. The heart beats off of a magnetic field. And so these physical bodies have an electromagnetic field that extend about three feet in all directions. Science can prove this. This is not woo-woo. This is 
right? We can go to the hospital and they can measure our EM field around us. Now, each type's aura acts in a different way. And so as a generator type, as a manifesting generator, your electric field envelops other people, right? Like you walk in a room, everybody feels your energy, right? You, you, you sit down next to somebody and they just kind of like, oh, your energy wraps around them, which is a great thing. But you know, if you're in a bad mood, they know it. If you're in a good mood, they know it, right? All generator types auras are kind of open within the idea of a generator. We have a manifesting generator and a pure generator. And there's fundamental, yeah, there's fundamental differences between a pure generator and a manifesting generator. This is my favorite analogy. I'm going to give you my favorite analogy, okay? Life is like a play. And on the set of a play, we have 70% of those people are the actors. You're the stars of the show. You've got all the energy. You're putting the damn thing together, right? Now, when, when you're looking at these actors, the generators and manifesting generators, pure generators are like, script actors. They're they're building one thing and then they're going to go to the next. They're going to go to this grade school, then high school, then college. And they're right. They're really one step at a time. They're very much, I'm going to follow the script and then do this next. And, and then you have a manifesting generator and you are an improv actor. Manifesting generators are these quirky, creative, their brains are circular thinkers. They're going to skip this step and then jump to this step and then jump to this step. Their brains work in a different way. They're very fast. They're very creative. They're very kind of all over the place. And they don't go one step at a time. As a matter of fact, they'll skip so many steps and then they'll realize that they missed something and then they have to double back around and then come back and then figure out what it is that they missed. And then. So, so they're in the same group because of the energy level. But exactly. as a exactly. pure generator, um, just thinking about that like makes me like <laughs> cringe. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's 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 the fundamental of it's just how the brain works. It's just how the energy is connected in the generator and in you're a manifesting generator, right? No, just a generator, pure generator. Pure, pure generator. Oh yeah. Pure generators are powerhouses, pure generators. So it's, so it's kind of like this. You'll have a manifesting or lost engineering. You'll have a manifesting generator who will climb the stairs and then skip a step and then have to go back down and then climb the mountain and skip a step and go back down. And then you have a manifesting generator that is slowly plucking away up the mountain, up the mountain, up the mountain. And both of you reach the top at the same time. Not one is better than the other. Right. Right. As a matter of fact, a lot of times people will look at um, the pure generators are always trying to like harness manifesting generators. Pure generators are always like, okay, you're all over the board. You're all over the place. Let's settle you down. And the manifesting generator is like, but I want to go free. (laughs) And the manifesting generator is like, no, we've got to do this. And then we've got to do this. And then we've got to do this. And then we've got to do this. Right. But It's the auric field that makes a generator a generator. And the aura is the strategy. So strategy is strategy. You're here to respond. Generators and manifesting generators, you're all here to respond. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so going along with this analogy, about 20% of the play, life is a play. We've got all of these generators and manifesting generators and they're 
building our world and it's beautiful. They're mastering systems, doing things they want to do. And then we have directors and these are projectors. Projectors are about 20% of the population. The projector's aura is focused and gathered and penetrating. And they're here to be leaders and guides and teachers. They sit high up kind of on this, you know, mountain and they see things that we do not see. And as a generator type, what do you need? Well, you need questions. You need options to respond to. And what does the generator do? Well, their energy goes inside of your energy and they have all of this inside information and they're able to ask you the questions that you don't know that you need to hear. Because how can you find clarity around all of these questions that you know? They're rolling around your head. You need questions that you don't know. You need somebody to come in and ask you these hard things that you haven't thought about. That's how you grow as a generator, right? And that's what projectors naturally do. But because their energy is invasive, it just naturally is. You walk into a room, your energy envelops them, their energy goes inside of them. And if they go up to you and they start to talk to you, it's off-putting and you're like, why? And because of that, so many projectors feel rejected. They feel left out. They feel lonely. They feel like people don't like them, but it's just because they chase after people. They're here to wait for the invitation. They're here to wait for people to come up to them. And people always will because they're brilliant and they're insightful, right? And so one of the biggest tools you could have in your life is a projector friend. Two of my best friends are projectors mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're brilliant, both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're brilliant people, but their brilliance always has to be recognized. No matter how brilliant a projector is, if they come up to you and give you unsolicited advice, people don't want anything to do with a projector. They have to wait. They're not generators. They're not manifestors. They're not reflectors. They have to wait. Wait for what? Just wait for people to notice you. That's all. Wait for people to see you. Wait for people to hear you. Wait for them to want to hear what you have to say, right? Projectors don't have a lot of energy. They're considered a non-energy type. So they're tired. They need naps. They need rests, right? Moving along in this analogy, because I could literally talk about each type for like five hours. We have uh, the script writers, the, the, you know, William Shakespeare's and Quentin Tarantino's off in the quarter, just like writing the script. We have the manifester. This is the initiator. 9% of the population and their entire job is to impact the world. They're like the uh, the white ball on the, on the cue table, on the billiard table. Nobody moves until a manifester makes a move. Manifestors initiate everything on our planet. They're here to take action. They're here to take pure action. But the problem is they don't have the energy like a generator to do anything with it. So a manifester will come in like a wrecking ball and, you know, I want to do this and I want to do this and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to do this. It is the American dream. If you want something, go out and get it. If you want something, go out and do it. Take action steps, be it. And, you know, that only works for 9% of the population. And when everybody else tries to initiate, they fail and then they get frustrated and they get tired and they think to themselves, why didn't that work? Well, Because if you're a generator, you're designed to respond. And if you're a projector, you're designed to wait for the invitation. And if you're a reflector, you're designed to wait for your lunar cycle. 
And so there's this big lie in society that says that everybody should take action to get what they want. And it's part of the reason why we have so much dysfunction in our society, because that only works for manifestors. Mm. Yeah. The manifestor aura is closed and repelling. I'm a manifester. When I walk into a room, my aura pushes this way, it pushes outward. And at an energetic level, that feels threatening to people. They feel intimidated. My whole life until I found human design, I didn't understand why people just don't like me for no reason. Because at an energetic level, I'm closed, man. I push them away and I'm the nicest person in the world. And I'll walk into a room and I get these glares and I get these like, oh, okay, what do I do? And so what the manifestor does is they'll people please. Mm. Oh, why don't you like me? Will you please like me? Will you like me now? Right. And so they're always kind of stuck in this trap of like wanting people to like them, not wanting their energy to be big while manifestors really are here to make an impact on the world and to be big not alone, but to find people that align with what they want to do so they can initiate the project and the generators and projectors can get on board and help the project get done. Now, the last type in this analogy is the reflector. Reflectors are only 1% of the population. They are the magical unicorns. They're the audience. They're the critically acclaimed movie critic that's watching the play that says, this play was really, really good, or it sucks. You guys need to do better. I don't like it, right? As a reflector, their charts are white. They have no definition whatsoever. And they're here to sample energy. Their auras are sampling, and then they reflect back to you, you. So these beings are deeply inconsistent. They're a different person with everybody they meet. They're a different person from day to day. They actually follow the lunar transits, which means every 12 hours, their energy shifts and they have a different personality expression. I think about how hard it would be to make a decision if you're a reflector. Yeah, they have to wait an entire month to make decisions because what will happen for a reflector, they'll care about something so much. Like they will die if they don't have this thing. And then two days later, they literally could care less about it. That is, that is so frustrating. It's deeply confusing for them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so understanding that there there are truth tellers, they are our judgers. They are here to look at you and look at your energy and say, you're lying to yourself. You think that you're this way, but you're telling yourself why, because this is the way that I see it. Or they're here to tell us you're doing a great job. Keep doing it. Keep going that way. They're designed to be in the center of a community and they're designed to have a bunch of people around them so that they can reflect back their community, whether it's healthy or whether it's unhealthy. And if you have a reflector in your life, you are the luckiest person because they will tell you. Every single time they are incapable of lying because all they do is sample energy and reflect it back. Wow. Sometimes you don't want to hear it. Sometimes they're going to tell you things you do not want to hear, but you need to hear, right? (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. My two kids are generators too. So I'm in a household of the same types. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's so great for you as a generator mother. Generators are all told what to do from the time you're born. 
right? Like, have you noticed that? Go to school, eat your food, go to bed, get a job, succeed. Don't date that. Don't date that guy. Don't do that thing, right? You need questions. And so as a generator type, when you have a generator, well, for any type, when you have generator kids, never tell your kids what to do. Always ask them, do you want to go to bed right now? Or do you want to go to bed in five minutes? Do you want to eat this? Or do you want to eat that? Do you want to wear this? Or do you want to wear that? Do you want to clean your bedroom now? Or do you want me to take away your phone? Right? The more options you give your children, and then you listen to their response. When, when, when you say, Hey, do you want to help me with this project? And they go, that's my older son. (laughs) Well, his body's saying no. That whole thing is just him. The body's saying no. And if you make him do something that he doesn't want to do, he's going to raise, be, be raised with this conditioned belief that says, I have to do things that I don't want to do or else I'm bad or else I should be guilty or else I'm selfish. Where to help a generator understand all of his power comes from him doing what he wants to do. Right. So, you know, like a kid is never going to want to clean his room. <laughs> right. But he might want something more. So this is why we leverage, right? So the natural, I'm a huge believer of natural consequences. The natural consequences of you not cleaning your room is you don't get to hang out with your friends. Do you want to hang out with your friends? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay, well, do you want to clean your room? (sighs) Yeah. You see, because because even though he might not want to clean his room, he does want some, and and we see this in our society still. And it's really important to tell your son, you see the way that your body is feeling? Your body's telling you that you don't want to do something. It's important to acknowledge that, right? Right? Yeah. Understand, like, you're going to get tired. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get stuck. And one day, you're not going to live in my house. And you can have the messiest room that you want. I tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But until then, the natural consequences, and then show him his response. Do you want to hang your friends? Yeah. Do you want to have your phone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm definitely going to use that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and now it's a choice. And now he's not forced into cleaning his room. Well, that's okay. You don't have to clean it. You don't have to do something you don't want to do ever. But the natural consequences of this are this. <laughs> and so if you want this, then that's your choice to do it or not. Right. It's deeply empowering. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Because even though for me, I do ask questions like, oh, do you want to eat this or do you want to eat that? That's great. And I give them options. Um, do you want the whole bed thing? I don't do that. And I do say you have to eat this because since I am conditioned that way as a child, like, oh, you have to eat your broccoli. You know what I mean? I have done that. Right. But now that I started doing the intuitive eating this whole last week, I've been doing things differently with them, too. Yeah. And I love what you said before, where you're like, it's my responsibility to just buy the food, Mm -hmm. you know, and buy all of the different options and then put it in front of their face. Yeah how their body and maybe here's the thing 
maybe they don't like steamed broccoli. Maybe they like sauteed broccoli with, uh, with a little butter and cheese, right? Maybe they, right. And so giving them not just different options of what the food is, but how the food is prepared. Yeah. I, I go by the produce um, section and I just ask them like, what vegetable do you like? My little one asked me to buy him a bunch of carrots the other day. And he just started eating them. Like, if he was a rabbit, he just wanted me to leave the whole thing, including the leaves, everything. He just ate the whole thing. And then, that was he, wanted, and then he wanted cookies. And I'm like, okay, you can have cookies and you can have carrots and you could have boiled eggs, whatever. Balance. Yep. Yep. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So how can someone get started to know what their human design is and how can they go into learning a little bit more and go deeper into learning a little bit more about their design. Yeah. And there's a couple different ways um, because it is a deeply intricate system. When people first, you can literally just Google free human design chart, just Google, right? My favorite website is mybodygraph.com. This is a sister site to Jovian archives where the creator Ra Uruhu uh, and so when you go to mybodygraph.com, it's it's from Ra Uruhu, the creator. So you get extremely accurate information. There's a lot of other systems out there where there are people giving you their interpretation of Ra's work. Mm. And so whenever you can come across a pure interpretation, you know that you're you're getting it from the source. So either mybodygraph.com or jovianarchive.com, those two are are, you know from Ra Uruhu. And all you need is your birth day, your birth time, the more accurate the time, the better. If you don't have accurate time, you might look up the wrong chart and you might think that you're something you're not. And then, you know, you're, you're in a crisis. Like, it's not good. Like if you don't know the time that you're born, by the way, your mom doesn't remember what time you're born, especially if you're like 20 or 30 or 40, like don't ask your mom, my, my youngest is three and I have no idea what he was born if he wasn't on my birth time. Like, look at your birth certificate and um, and then you need the place that you're born. And so your birth chart is based off of your birth time, date and place. And then it'll pop up. It'll tell you on the side, right? Like you're a, what your type is, what your strategy is, what your profile is. You'll see all of these different boxes and lines. And if you want to get started by yourself, there's two routes to do this. Start going down the Google rabbit hole right? Google human design generator, human design, sacral authority, human design, two, four profile. I don't know what your profile is. Um, but, but start Googling all of the different aspects on the chart. This is going to give you kind of a general information. It's still not going to give you specific curated information for your chart, but it's a place to start. Now, what I did and what a lot of people do, I looked at that chart and was like, hell no, uh, -uh. there's no way. Yeah. So I, um, I, my sister found a trained analyst and I called him up and I paid for a chart reading and it was, it was, you know, it was 200 bucks and that's what I charge. You know, I paid, but for me, um, to have somebody sit there and give me curated information, as opposed to me, like trying to, it's just, it's very hard when you, because the system layers on top of itself. Right. And so I had, I paid for a reading and then it blew my mind. It blew my mind. It changed me in a way. I literally went back to him and, and paid for another reading to, for my husband. So the next week 
I said, tell me what me and my husband's chart say. And then the next week I paid for another reading and was like, tell me what my kids say. <laughs> right. And the next week I scheduled another reading and I said, I think I'm going to go to human design school. And my teacher was like, you're a manifester, you're single definition, like you're splenic, like, let me teach you human design school is going to be very boring for you and very slow for you. So then I started to go to human design school. Right. But for most people, they don't go as far as I go. Right. They just, they want to have a reading for themselves and maybe a reading for themselves and their kids to understand it. Well, that's definitely something that I'm interested in because like you said, I went down the Google rabbit hole and it's been like a couple of years. And like I said, in the beginning of this episode, I don't know much about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm what we consider more of a modern analyst. Uh, my teacher's a traditional analyst. So there's a lot of words and there's a lot of phrases that traditional analysts use. And sometimes people walk away feeling more confused because it doesn't sound like English. It sounds like, like it resonates with my soul, but what do I do with it? Like, how do I use it in real life? And my whole trip is if you cannot use it in real life, what's the point? Right. Yeah. The point? I'm not trying to be more confused. I would have stayed at Google <laughs> and kept my $20. Right. Right. Absolutely. But with that being said, there's a lot of people who choose modern, um, I'm sorry, traditional analysts. Uh, like an analysis and they, they really want to hear it in that language. And that's beautiful too. It's all just, uh, the, the, this is what I say about it. Find somebody that you resonate with, um, go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to all the social media platforms, right? Human design. I, I'm on Instagram. I'm uh, human design hypnotherapy on Instagram. Start following human design people, Google or Instagram, human design coaches. There's so many coaches out there that are just human design coaches and then find somebody that resonates with you and message them and see if they do readings. That's what I would do. Awesome. Well, one more time, can you let us know what your handle is and how people could find you? Yes. Yes. I am at human design hypnotherapy. And I think there's little under dashes in between human and, you know, human awesome. design. I will be typing it down on the episode notes for sure. And I want to thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything else you want to close out? Yeah. I just want to say that, you know, on Instagram, sometimes we get those copycat followers. Mm -hmm. So I have like 13.5 thousand followers. I think it's not me if it's, if it's, if it's, you know, just really challenging because you know how Instagram is and there's people that pop up and then they try to they try to message your followers. I will never message people. I do not reach out. I'm not like, hi, hello, beloved. Would you like me to do a reading? Like that's a scam, right? Don't respond to those people. Yeah. If people want a reading from me, they message me and, and we go from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this was really lovely. Thank you so much for um, introducing your listeners to human design. You're welcome. Yes. It, it was something I definitely wanted to share with my audience. Anything to have my listeners learn a little bit more about themselves is a go for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening in. And remember, it's not all done in life.